I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going, sir. It's true, it's true. Uh, we uh, we have a fun episode today, as we're going to talk about The Return of the Living Dead Part 2, thanks to a lovely Extra Life patron from way back in the year 2019. I don't know, Lou, if you remember the year 2019. But uh, the year uh, yeah. 2019 feels like a decade ago. It does, doesn't it? And speaking of a decade ago, before we jump into uh, speaking of three or four decades ago, um, I was watching an episode of SpongeBob this morning with the kids. So the kids get Saturday morning cartoons. It's not something that really is a thing these days because kids have access to cartoons whenever 24 seven. Exactly. And I've experienced that with this pandemic Netflix. Thank you so much. Um, but Saturday mornings, I like to th- I like to say to the kids, like, I'm going to enjoy my cup of coffee and we're going to watch some Saturday morning cartoons and it's going to be great. So we sit down and we're watching Saturday morning cartoons and eventually SpongeBob shows up. Lovely show. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, and then in- this episode starts and I'm kind of paying attention out of the corner of my eye as I'm, you know, kind of uh, playing a Switch game or something. Um, and it's it's a zombie episode. And I'm so surprised because this is a kid's show and I'm watching it and the kids, the kids are aware of the zombie phenomenon. They've never seen zombies. They've never experienced it. But we play a a game called zombie where I'll chase them around the kitchen. And then when I catch them, I I pretend to, you know, eat them by tickling their tummies. Again, (laughs) uh, they love it. They don't understand the context of it. And it's probably best they don't. But we're watching this episode of SpongeBob, and it's about um, this lab-created Krabby Patty, and someone eats it. And when they eat it, very similar to Santa Clarita Diet or something, when they eat or get they ingest the the virus, I think they have this thing inside them that that transforms them into the zombie. In this case, it transforms them into a sort of anthropomorphic uh, uh, Krabby Patty. And what the what the person who's been infected now tries to do is get another person to eat them so they're running around town talking like zombies saying eat me eat me and and they're tearing parts off their body literally tearing parts off their body whether it be the bun in the head or posterior region or the burger in sort of the the chest region and they are not pulling any punches it's it's straight up like they're tearing pieces off themselves and and shoving them you know into other people's mouths to infect them and it's pretty gnarly and i'm watching this and i'm looking over at the kids and i'm looking at the show and i'm thinking to myself like should they be watching this it's i was about to say this sounds a little hardcore for a kids show it's very hardcore and maybe spongebob is you know punches above the belt a little bit and in the sense that it's a show targeting all ages but sometimes they have episodes that clearly are meant for the teens as opposed to the kids. And I watched, I remember the reason I'm so invested in SpongeBob 
is my youngest brother who was born in the mid nineties. This is all, this is what he watched when he was a kid. So I watched a lot of it and, and I really liked the, the show. So I'm watching this episode and I'm thinking to myself, the kids are just, they're watching it. They're enjoying it. It still has that like quirky fun. Now this was, uh, yeah, this is Saturday today. This was this morning. So we'll see. Maybe in two weeks, I'll have a follow up and be like, man, that episode just, you know, ended my life. I was up all night with with these kids with nightmares. But it was um, I, 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 I'm, I'm waiting. I'll be waiting with bated breath to hear about the nightmares about zombie SpongeBob trying to feed the kids parts of himself now we watched the whole episode i don't want to spoil the whole thing for everybody but at the end of the day spongebob saves the day everyone's fine everyone goes back to normal and i'm thinking oh this is good we have some normalcy here and then they do the whole warner brothers that's all folks thing at the end and it's patrick who's been infested again and then he tears his eyeball out and tries to feed it to the camera and i'm just thinking to myself like what are we watching here (laughs) and uh i i encourage everyone to go and and look this episode up i don't believe i'd seen it and if i have it'd been it'd been years but um i i don't know it's it it was probably to them all in good fun it was i mean these aren't real creatures it's a cartoon so um but it was you know surprisingly it felt a lot like an homage to some of the movie uh some parts of the movie we're going to talk about tonight which is uh the return of the living dead part two we don't have news to talk about because there's really not a lot of new stuff. <laughs> no, there's a couple of things we can talk about, but they'd all just be kind of rehashing of the same stuff last week with more detail. Yep. So we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait a couple weeks, and we'll we'll talk about some new stuff hopefully next time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, we're at that point where I think we're starting to feel the burn in terms of what is coming out zombie related. I mean, it just goes to show how much of the walking dead was a, was a core part of, of the zombie genre throughout the year. But, uh, besides that, we do have some fun plans over the next uh, six weeks and we'll go over those at the end of the episode, but I don't want to delay further because, uh, we watched, uh, I don't know if we both watched, did you watch the return of the living dead part two? Oh yeah. Okay. So we both watched it. Uh, this is your umpteenth um, viewing probably. Yeah, I own this movie. So I've seen this probably five or six times. Um, I have some trivia and things about this movie that you probably don't know, but I do know. So we'll, when we get into the discussion, I'll talk about it, but this is, I wouldn't say this is like my favorite zombie movie or anything like that, but of the returning to return of the living dead ones, this is kind of my favorite. You know, it's, uh, there's something about it. I was watching it and, uh, so it came out in 1990, 1988, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say 88 because 85 or 86 is the first one. Yeah. And, uh, as you had mentioned to me, a lot of returning cast from the first one. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me bring up IMDb here so that I can make sure I don't butcher names because I can never remember names <laughs> in these movies. Names in these movies, but uh, I think it's Bobby is the guy that's digging up the grave with the old guy. Right, Bobby. I don't know. I don't know the names either. I mean, it's all eighties schlock, but, you know. But the, him and the old guy digging up the the grave. They're all returning people from the last one, basically playing uh, the same characters, but in a different light. Uh And 
they even uh, my favorite line is is the 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 hold on i'm bringing it up well there is a yeah, specific it, line it's where not, they call it's not back. Bo- it's not bobbing it's joey joey sorry joey and ed and joey has a distinct line where he says to brenda and ed who are all three are returning characters from the la- from the first movie and they all die in the first movie and he says this all feels really familiar <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's a throwaway line because basically him, Ed, and Brenda all die the exact same way in the first movie. Yes. They both get exposed uh, to the gas and they both slowly turn into zombies. And uh, eventually uh, he eats Brenda. And I think both times she like offers her brain to him. Yeah. See, I don't remember that from the first one. And uh, I'll say right off the bat, my... My only conundrum with this film was the fact that she just says like she gives into him and says, yeah, you can eat my brain because because I think the the issue that I have is that he he basically says like, oh, come on. I love you, baby. Let me eat your brain. And, And that's to me. I mean, kudos to them for not going uh, the normal 80s route with horror films because there's not there's no nudity. Um, there's not much swearing. There's a hell of a lot of screaming. My God, that's all they did the whole movie. Everyone just yeah, there's, screaming. There's, there's a lot of screaming. Um, it should be noted if you're if you've seen this movie or you've watched this movie along with us. This movie was almost like rated PG or PG-13. There is only one scene in the film that the MPPAA had a a problem with. And it's there's a scene in the hospital with a a zombie split in half. Mm -hmm. And um, the only reason that the movie got the rating it got was because that scene is in the movie. And they were just kind of too lazy to pull it out. Uh and if it wasn't for that it wouldn't be rated r and i think that i think that that's such a detriment i think they thought this movie needed to be rated r but if someone told you return of the living dead part 2 is coming out and it's pg and they can in the in the commercial portrayed it the way i view this movie i view this movie as goonies with zombies mm-hmm. and if they had portrayed it this way i think this could have been a fun kids movie with zombies yeah I think they would have, they would have had, uh, there, there, and that's the thing. There's not a lot, there's, there's still a lot of shooting in it. Um, but not a lot of gory shooting, a lot of chest shots, uh, no like head explosions. I think the one, the one shot that comes back to me is, uh, she punches the face of one of the zombies and, um, you'd feel like in any other modern zombie film, if someone were to punch a zombie and have the, the fist go through the face and have this goop and stuff come out, they would be dead. You know, there would be some sort of chomping and like, and she would be in, or that person would be infected. But in this, it's played off very jokey. And there's a, there's a, there's some ooze and some goop and stuff. Um, and that to me is, is one of those moments where there, that that's probably the goriest I would say, because they don't really show a whole lot much else outside of like uh, you know shooting shooting sandbags really because that's what it amounts yeah. to when they're shooting shooting the uh, the zombies. But I, I gotta say my my favorite part of this the whole film is just 
is just how 80s it is. Like, it, it feels... they. I, I think I even said to you, they don't the most, make them like they used to. This is the most 80s zombie movie ever made. Right down to the fact, towards the end of the movie, there's a Michael Jackson zombie that gets electrocuted and does, like, a dance number. <laughs> yeah. There is definitely uh, um, a lot of play and, with electricity. And, and, and in case you've watched the movie and you don't know this, that entire scene was improv at the last minute. Someone found one of those jackets in the in like a pile of stuff for the film. And they were like, quick, we need to redo this guy's makeup, make him look like Michael Jackson. And they stopped production for like two hours to get that guy to look like Michael Jackson. And then reshot the scene with the Michael Jackson zombie. Huh? You know, and it is funny. Like I was just kind of looking at the films in the series and, and the, the last one to come out was in 2005. Oh, yeah. No, no. There's something like five or six of them. And the first one came out in 86. This one came out in 88. And then I think in 1990, they did uh, Return of the Living Dead 3. And then, yeah. And then they didn't do another one for like, like almost 10 years. And then they did like three of them back to back to back. Um, I've seen the first two, but they're very forgettable. Um my favorite thing about the first three is, is the first one is more of a comedy than it is a horror. It's as much a comedy as it is a horror movie. The second one is more like a kid's movie with zombies. And then the third one is a romance movie with zombies. Oh, really? And it, they, yeah. The, the third one, the plot is some, uh, some girl gets bit because Again, another canister got out and it was an infection. And her and her boyfriend are running around and he's trying to keep her alive. And she needs brains to not be in pain anymore. Hmm. And he keeps like feeding her other people's brains. And then eventually there's like this thing where like he eventually gets infected. And like it, it's a silly, silly movie, but it's kind of like a romance movie. It's weird. Hmm. And then odd. the other, and then the other, the, the if I remember correctly, because it's been a while, but four and five are more like back to regular zombie movies, and they feel kind of House of the Dead ish. And those, and House of the Dead was not a good movie. No, no I think I think I think number four is called like Rave Rave of the Dead or something like that. Yeah, it is Rave of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, I think because this movie was made in the eighties. It, it is definitely uh, helping it as we watch yeah. it in the year 2020. Yeah. You know, year of our pandemic. And um, I really, I really enjoyed, they, again, they don't make them like this anymore. I don't even think, I don't even think horror movies work in this fashion anymore. And if you were to try to make this film, especially a theatrical release, it just, you would, you wouldn't make any money. But I feel like uh, Netflix um you know hulu maybe could could do something like this and maybe there has been something like this that's been sort of you know we need like a spiritual successor kind of deal you know Um, yeah and and so the, the the movie doesn't have any people of real note like there's nobody in this movie that you're gonna be like oh my god there's only two people that i can think of on hand that uh that stood out to me is uh tom uh Essex is the 
kid with the cable guy, cable kid that ends up helping them get away and falls for the sister. And that's played by Dana Ashbrook. And you'd know him from Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. He's one of the uh, main leads in Twin Peaks. Um, And then one of the soldiers, when they, they get picked up by soldiers, the guy playing Sarge is Mitch Pileggi, who was in the X-Files. He was Fox and uh, uh, Mulder's boss in the X-Files. And he's in the movie for like five minutes and then he gets killed. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, like there's something, there's something about um, like the, the older gentleman at the start of this movie that's introduced as being sort of the creepy grave robber. Um, and then, and then he turns out he's like a, a devout Catholic who, uh, who, who believes God is punishing him. And I mean, uh, rightfully so he's doing some pretty gross stuff. Um, he, he very much plays up the whole like whiny old guy and he's very much very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The entire film, he's just, uh, hysterical running around screaming his head off and just being completely useless. But Honestly, I, I thought it kind of worked all the way up it, until it, the end. He doesn't really do anything successfully. He just uh, actually. Oh no! Made, and and, and if you look somebody? at that guy, if you look at that guy's uh, like acting career, he's in a million things, and he's always like the one-off guy on like All My Children, or he's in an episode of the Bionic Bionic Woman or Hawaii Five O from the seventies and eighties, and he pretty much kind of always plays like the the slarmy like back alley. I'm a crooked guy and I'm, I'm always, I'll do anything for money kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, uh, again, like he worked so well in, in this film that. And um, I think him and, um, the other guy who's his counterpart, Billy, um, Bill, uh, uh, yeah. I know it's they, Billy because, like, this is the thing. There are some characters' names that get no, shouted no, no. No, no, constantly. No. Billy is the kid that got infected and comes after him at the end. Oh, yes. Well, We're talking, oh, no, yeah, you're Joey. right. Oh, you're his right. name no, is yeah. Joey. Because there was something, yeah, you're right. It was the girlfriend that kept yelling his name, and I thought I could have sworn it was Billy, but yeah, you're right, it is Joey. But Billy, Joey, it's the same thing. It's all the same. It's all kids' names in the 80s, and uh, yeah, so Joey, uh, it's one of the, yeah, it's, it's this it's such a again, weird film. Again, again, all of the characters in this movie, they're all named the most forgettable things. The three main bully kid the main character kid's name is jesse and then the other kid with him that gets infected his name is billy and then the other kid that's with him his name is johnny how am i supposed to remember jesse billy johnny i mean again not a great naming convention for the cast but the movie's just so much fun Mm -hmm. it is fun and you know what it's one of those films that doesn't uh, isn't afraid to portray kid zombies, and I thought for sure at the beginning is like okay they're gonna, because I don't I don't honestly don't remember a lot about the first one. I feel like we would have watched it, gosh, a while ago. Uh, we watched it for we watched it as a um, at Ryan watches. Okay, so it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. That was uh, that was, yeah that was that was uh, that was a while ago. But um, I. I didn't. I wasn't aware. Like at the beginning, when the kids they find the 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 drug that turns these 
these the dead back in back to life and I thought oh they're not going to do anything with these kids and sure enough one of the kids gets infected and he ends up being one of the main antagonists at the end uh for one of the main kids who you said was Billy Billy who yeah. uh gotta say he was kind of longingly looking that was his sister right like in the film yeah I don't think he was supposed to be looking at his sister that way. Uh, I think it was supposed to be he was watching the exercise chick on the stream. Okay. Well, no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, stream. You mean on the on the VHS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, I know. I I I guess that was in the background. It just looked. It, I guess it was a hard thing to shoot. It, to me, I was looking at this like, hmm. This kid's, uh, I hope he's looking past his sister because um, mm-hmm. it's a little weird. Uh, very weird. Um, and then the cable guy shows up and you're thinking like, oh, right, this is where it gets his rated R. And then it, it, it actually diverts and he's he's just there to help. He's not there to, to do anything nefarious. He's there to help set up the cable. Uh, I don't know. And then they go on this wild adventure with zombies uh, infesting the town and everyone's everyone's been evacuated except for them. The, the army has come in. They're way ahead of it because they've seen this before, so to speak. But the kids who are living it over again don't. No, my favorite it. part is is the kid right. I I forgot the kid brings a pad of paper and he goes back to the tank with a hoodie on and goggles and everything. And he brings a pad of paper and he writes down the phone number on the can. And then he goes back to the house and he calls the military and gets disconnected at the same while that's going on. And I just was like, wow. And the military mobilized really fast to get to that town. <laughs> yeah, they did. And I think they were there because they they knew they knew shit was up, right? Like Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things where like they hand wave it. They're like, Oh, don't worry about the army being here. It's not a big deal. Uh, but then we quickly realized that it is a big deal. The army doesn't do much. They, they literally sit on the border of the town and they, they don't do a whole lot. Um, I think the survivors try to get out by overloading like a power station or something. Yeah. And, um, that kind of works. And then you kind of see, you kind of see the comedy a little bit. And again, this goes back to where you, you don't feel, you feel the R rating is kind of it's a miss because as you said, like this could easily just had been PG, but there's a lot of comedic elements where people are clearly in danger. They have the head in the bag. Um, they, they end up stealing a head when they're doing the grave robbing before they're interrupted by the, the dead returning to life. And it's very comedic and they have a head in this bag and he pulls it out and you think, and I keep thinking to myself, Oh, he's going to lose a finger. He's going to get infected. I mean, he was already infected, but no, doesn't lose a finger nothing just he has the head and he goes he throws it away and then that's when they transition to clearly the person underneath the floor operating the head and uh it all it all very much works in in the scheme of this 80s movie i i i think my favorite thing about it is is this was made in a time before we had digital effects Mm -hmm. so i mean the the electricity when they get zapped at the end is really 80s and bad but all of the like physical effects and the zombie makeup and them wandering around is all really, really well done. Like some of it is cheese ball, like the Michael Jackson zombie, but I just appreciate all of the makeup in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Ed and, and, and uh, 
Joey as they slowly start to turn into zombies themselves. Like their gauntness and their look and they're like the and Ed moaning in pain, like, oh, it hurts, it hurts. Yeah. Like, like they they slowly get sicker and sicker and sicker. And it's cheesy and funny, but they just do a really good job with the makeup in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do they do a great job with the makeup and the transitions that the characters experience. Um, and you're right, like when that main character is moaning and groaning, uh, it, he he plays that whiny, uh, entitled person throughout the entire film, and and it works, especially when he's transitioning into this. You know, they're experiencing rigor mortis, and you feel their pain too, right? Like their pain, their anguish, and their fear of what's happening yep. to them. And uh, that's where, again, it's all believable with the girlfriend, you know, not accepting the fact that he, that her boyfriend is trend, is, is uh, turning into this zombie and she wants to care for him and she reluctantly takes on whiny, whiny Ed or whatever his name is. And uh, I, it all works for me right up until he becomes a full zombie and he chases her into a mausoleum or whatever or, and corners her. I can't remember where he corners her. That all works until she gives in and lets him eat it, eat his her brains like she doesn't put up a fight. It's kind of one of those moments where it's just like he was writhing in pain not fifteen minutes ago in the film. Couldn't you just have pushed him out of the way and ran? Like it just it felt too easy from a writing perspective to just let her it give is. in. It is. It's and, it, again. It's not my favorite part of the movie. No, but I. But uh, taking that part of the movie out of account. I think the rest of the movie is just fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it again. It, it's very much a fun film. And again, that was the only part that kind of took me out of it. And it was very minimal. I don't fault the film for it. Like, they just they needed to write that character out because she had already gone down too far the path of of taking care of these people who are clearly ill. And all the other main yeah. characters gave up on her too, right? They just like, all right, fine, do what you got to do. <laughs> that sort of yeah. thing. But. That and then that and then the other one too is um, the doctor. They 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 need a ride, so they go next door to the old doctor who's like retired, and they go to steal his car. And he's like, "Sir, you have no pulse. What's going on here? You're playing some kind of joke on me." And it's not until he starts to see hordes of the zombies that he even takes them seriously, even though they're like stealing his car, and he's just along for the ride. And he, he's. And he's so stereotypically like the 1950s doctor with the pipe in his mouth and being like, no, what's going on here? You're playing some kind of trick on me. And then towards the end of the movie, he kills a bunch of zombies on his own. And you're like, oh, I kind of like this guy. He was annoying in the beginning, but he's kind of become endearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, uh... I mean, he, he helps the kid at the end and sa- helps him save. And then they do... Uh, it, they do the walk away of the heroes in the end in only only the only way an 80s movie can do that you know what i mean yeah no for sure and that's again where where the film i love that they just they have such a blast with uh with the 80s the 80s of it like the walk away into the sunset or the sunrise or whatever the hell it is it's just it it works so well and uh yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of that for sure i, I think the you know, not you know, to try to wrap up here in this because it feels like we are kind of getting to the end of the discussion. Um, it it works. Like I wonder if you know is is there diminishing returns? Like you take part one, you look at part two. They did something. I think they set out to do with those two films. If we were to say, oh, let's watch 
three. I could see three being in the same line, having not seen them. But I think four and five made in, in the early um, 2000s probably was, wouldn't hold up. One was pretty well received and pretty decently like it wasn't panned. This one was literally like like critics were like, don't go see this. This is garbage. This is bad. This is garbage. And it kind of got pushed aside. And then the third one was much more well received. I mean, it wasn't it's not it wasn't like a huge hit or anything, but it it did much better than this one. And they were apparently plagued with lots of problems on set. This was not the film the director apparently wanted to make at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, he was looking to make a not not zombie horror movie, and he kind of got this forced on him. So he kind of wasn't really there. Some of the cast that came back refers to this as like the worst thing that they've ever done in their career. Uh, the kid that plays Joey says that this was the worst. That he was drunk on set most of the time because he, he hated being on set for this movie. Um, there's apparently a documentary that's probably about five or six years old, I think, that was done specifically about this movie. I've been meaning to try and find a way find a find a way to get a hold of it because I like this movie so much. I'd like to know more about it. Um, almost all of the kid actors went on to go and do nothing. Uh, the kid that gets turned into a zombie and eats his mother's brain, a Billy. Uh, I believe he writes horror movie reviews now for a website. I read mm. that somewhere. So, I mean, it, it, again, I think this movie's fun and it has a weird and interesting hitch, history, and it's just a weird niche. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's a really good way of putting it. Uh, yeah, I'm. I really like what they've what they've done here with these films, and and I think they 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 hold up in terms of the comedic horror zombie films that that people look back at the eighties and and remember fondly, and and something we just we don't get a lot of these days. And uh, I would, uh, I mean, the closest thing to it just popped into my head would probably be Shaun of the Dead, right? Like probably the closest thing to to what we just watched. Shaun of the Dead, of... or maybe Reanimator. Yeah. Reanimator and this were about the same time. Yeah, I don't. Is Reanimator like two thousands? No, Reanimator is like eighties. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm talking about like a modern take on, oh, okay. on the zombie horror comedy. I guess you could also say Zombieland as well. Yeah, uh, you know, in terms of and and that was the thing. That's the thing I really liked about Zombieland too. Is it felt like they were continuing to do the comedy zombie horror film justice with you know effects uh acting and all that fun stuff for the modern age and and zombie land 2 was kind of like holy shit you've got you know uh woody harrelson um emma stone and jesse eisenberg all showing back up plus a, a plethora of other actors that that have joined the, the cast just to make this stellar zombie comedy so um i really enjoyed the return of the living dead part two i would not be opposed to watching the third one uh sight unseen without knowing anything about the two released in 2005 i'm imagining those are just terrible um just because of when they were made but i could see three being close enough to the 80s that maybe they can hang on to it i don't know i would probably defer to your to your judgment lou um but before we get out of here a quick tease as to what we're going to be doing in the coming weeks uh as Lou reminded me, The Last Kids on Earth Book 2 are out. Uh, it's out on Netflix. 
So we're going to watch that. I don't know if we're going to watch the whole thing or if we're going to watch uh, sections of it. Lou, do you have any thoughts on that? I guess it depends on. Um, I don't schedule. think it's that long. I think it's only about six or seven episodes. Yeah. We set out so, to do like one episode in the first book and I think we just finished it. No, no, no. Well, wait, the first, it's like an the hour. First, the first book is a movie. Right. And I think everything after that is not is, is episodic. And I think they're only like 20 to 30 minute episodes. I do remember so, book one being a movie. I was just going to quickly look it up. I did see it pop up on my feed and I was surprised that it kind of uh, released without much fanfare. Um, and uh, I think you're right. I think it is like a season, a season two. Yeah. Book two, episode one. And there are do, 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 10 episodes, 20 minutes each. So you're probably looking at probably three times the length of book one. 10 times 20 would be about three and a half hours-ish. We're going to cover like the first four or five episodes if you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a good run and we'll talk about it on the show. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. And, uh, you know, just as a reminder, we did have an Extra Life donation come in that got us three movies. And um, I think the first one was picked by us. The second one was picked by Lou to uh, to have me watch something, you know, fun and old and quirky. And then the third one we're going to have picked by you, the listeners, uh, as suggested by Lou. So it'll be a poll. And if you don't understand what I just said, don't worry. Just go to the poll. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes. Vote to your heart's content. Let us know what zombie film we should watch for our third and final Extra Life uh, yeah, donation. I, th- I'm just double checking now because I've picked about four movies for 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 the the thing. I'm just trying to make sure we're at 200 something episodes. I can't remember if we've talked about a couple of these, so I'm just double checking. Yep, definitely uh, go through the site, do a quick search. I'm usually pretty thorough with the notes, making sure we at least mention the movie we talk about. But uh, you know what? If we end up watching it again and it wins in the votes, hey, the listeners vote, right? We. We got new listeners that didn't go back and listen to the whole thing. We got we got old listeners that are jumping back in. Might want to refresh. So uh, definitely click the poll. We'll link it in the show notes. We'll post it on social media. You will not miss it. And you'll have about a month to cast your vote. Uh, actually, you know what? You'll have two weeks. <laughs> I should have said that. So the next time we record, we'll uh, announce the, uh, the winner so that you guys can join along with us. And then you'll also have two weeks to watch the film. And uh, finally, The Last of Us Part 2 is launching on June 19th. We're scheduled to record the week after. Lou is not playing. I will be playing it. Uh, it'll be spoiler-free discussion because there's no way I'm going to be able to finish it within like four or five days. But uh, yes, I really can. hope to. No. It's not <laughs> going to be that long. I thought first it's a naughty dog quite game. You'll beat it. It's a naughty dog game. You'll beat it in like three hours. Come on. Oh, man. You not. I don't. You're not joke. You're joking because Naughty Dog games are surprisingly long. They no, always I'd they be, always go. In a weekend. Well, yeah, you could. <laughs> I can't. I get like three hours a night at best. Come uh, on, that's all you need. Three, three hours a night, two nights in a row, you're done. I I think you're forgetting how long these games are. They're they're at least twenty hours. Are you kidding? I beat I beat Uncharted four in like six. Oh man. Oh, you need to enjoy your games, good sir. Six hours? That's a 20-hour game. I think it's a 20-hour. It felt longer than six hours. Anyways, I'm going to look it up later, and we'll have this discussion offline. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for the episode. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. Check out our Zamp Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. Lou and I are in there. We're talking about zombies. If you have Discord and you want to talk about zombies or at least just hang out with us and, and chat zombies, uh, head over there. It's completely free. And if you're a patron, you get a Discord role. You'll be uh, marked as a patron and you can go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. All of the lovely support from that website goes right back into the show, allowing us to pay for hosting, domains, movies, TV shows that we we watch for you fine folks. And uh, yeah, but definitely go to the website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Lou and I are working on a refresh. We talked a little bit about that earlier this week. Um, There should be a new website, fingers crossed, by the time we post our next episode. So I've got some things lined up to get that done. Uh, you can send us an email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can find uh, us individually on Twitter. I'm at R. Murphy. Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can see it here on your lovely podcast playing device. Uh, and you can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, leave us with your fine words of busy wisdom. Nobody needs to worry. The four movies we're going to have to pick from, none of them will be Gallo Walkers. Yeah, we already watched that that one. We watched that one. I'm never watching that again. (laughs) It was bad. Yeah. Yeah.